Matt Schauf and Jared Smoll of DraftSharks.com here to talk draft strategy for your Superflex League. Now, real quick, what is Superflex? It, a flex spot normally incorporates running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Superflex means you can start a quarterback there. So, Jared, you're basically treating this like a 2QB league. You want to have 2QBs in your lineup every week because those guys score the most points. So, we're going to give three steps to winning your draft. With that in mind, trying to set up your team so you can start two quarterbacks every week and just, you know, make the rest of your league feel silly. Number one, grab your starting QB early, but don't force it. You don't want to wait too long because then you're going to wind up panicking and missing out, especially if you're in a single league where drafters tend to overrate quarterback and just snatch them up too early. So... In general, Jared, I think you want to get that starter by the end of round four. Is that a hard and fast rule round four? No. The draft war room will help you to know if that's specific to your league. Maybe you're in, you know, a new age super flex league where everybody's like, oh, that's okay. There are enough quarterbacks for everybody. I don't have to take one early. In that case, maybe it's round five for you. Maybe it's round two. Maybe you get ahead of your league in that case. So you want to get one early because you want that elite upside at the position, but you don't want to treat it like you have to get two right away and then start the rest of your draft because that's when I think you're missing value at the other spots and overrating this position. Yeah, you just want to make sure you get that second starter, right? And that kind of goes along with our second point here, which is don't get caught up in quarterback runs, even in these super flex leagues. Quarterback scoring flattens quicker than I think people realize. Yes, the elites are the elites and they're worth first round picks. But once you get to like quarterback 10, 11, again, it gets pretty flat. There's not a ton of difference between quarterback 10 and quarterback 14 or quarterback 16 and quarterback 18. So keep that in mind. The draft war room is going to do this. It's going to do the hard work for you, right? It's going to recognize where these pockets of value in. You're going to find tiers on your draft war room as well, which is going to bucket quarterbacks in similar value ranges. If you're on the clock and say there's four quarterbacks still available in this same tier, Probably makes sense to pass on on quarterback at that point. Assume one of them is going to still be available at your next pick. That's how you're going to maximize value. Again, the draft war room, it's doing all this hard work for you. Just you know, let, let the draft war room do its thing. Trust it. And the other thing you're going to see in there is our rankings that are built on the projections that have won multiple uh, accuracy awards throughout the years. You're going to see quarterbacks that are ranked different than where they are in ADP. And at times, you might even see the draft war room say, go ahead and take this guy now. You can, because that's where we value him. That's where he makes sense. Sometimes you can even wait another round and still get that guy because we like him a lot more than the market does. So there's an advantage right there in your draft war room. The third point, Jared, and I think this one is less obvious even than the first two that we got to, you want to beat your league to the backups. Now, handcuffs are common they're a common target at running back in fantasy football leagues. In a super flex league, QBs become high value handcuffs as well. Um, you can look for one thing at the Draft Sharks injury guide. We have info that nobody else out there has on a player's likelihood to get injured. So you can check that and see which quarterbacks are more likely to miss some time. Maybe target a backup for that quarterback, especially if that backup is an experienced guy or a running quarterback who has some upside. You don't want to take him if it's somebody crappy. <laughs> um, but that's one way to get ahead maybe at the end of your draft, stash the kind of backup who looks like he's behind a starter who's likely to get hurt. Yeah, right. We talked about in our redraft strategy how to maximize your bench spots. And, and, you know, in one quarterback leagues, that usually means the handcuff running backs or maybe some of these younger wide receivers and super flex. Use your bench spots to stash quarterbacks, because if you run into one that becomes a starter, 
for the rest of the season, even for a couple weeks. Like that, that's huge. The value is huge. You can use that quarterback. You can use that quarterback as a trade chip. So stash one or two late in your draft, depending on your roster size. But I think more importantly, again, keep that aspect in mind throughout the season. Use their waiver wire, churn through these guys that you think have chances to become starters. The free agent finder on draftsharks.com is going to help you here by highlighting the, the highest ceiling quarterbacks available in your league. And it syncs up to your league. It knows who's available. It can find the highest upside guys for your team. We also have the strength of schedule page on DraftSharks, which you can use. You can see which quarterbacks might have valuable, you know, or, you know favorable upcoming schedules. Maybe you target those guys. So there's a bunch of different strategies you can use here, but point is use those bench spots on, on quarterbacks in, in your super flex leagues. Yes, I agree. Now, there are more and more super flex tournaments in best ball, especially uh, every year. And I love it because it's a format that people haven't played as much. So there's not nearly as much to study looking back. So there's a lot more room to build your own strategy and to gain edges on people. Know your format, though. Know that it's a different competition. Know that it's different than trying to win a single league. The biggest thing is you – this is something I think people don't do enough in general in fantasy, but especially in a tournament, you got to target elite scoring upside. A quarterback – as well as at the other positions. Obviously, we're talking quarterbacks because that's the big difference in Superflex, but the draft war room is looking at player values across positions here. It includes ceiling projections, so not just the base projections that change with the format, but ceiling projections that show you who we think has the highest ceiling, who has the greatest possible outcome, who could really power that league-winning season for you. About halfway through your draft, we switch into upside mode. So we're going to go ahead and boost those upside guys up a little higher for you. The ceiling projections are something you can look at even earlier in the draft too, though. Let's say you get a safe QB1 and you want to take a little chance with the next guy. You know, click on the upside mode early if you want to see that kind of quarterback earlier in your draft or if you want to see that kind of receiver, tight end, whatever position you're looking for. Upside mode ceiling projections can show you that league and tournament winning upside. Yeah, another note on tournaments here, and this applies to all tournaments and, and you know super flex especially, I think. Find ways to get different, right? If you're trying to beat out thousands of other teams, if you're building your team like everyone else is, it's gonna be hard to win, right? So get unique. An example in Superflex leagues, it doesn't feel comfortable, but try a, a zero quarterback-ish approach. And you know, superflex, that probably means not taking a quarterback for the first three, maybe four rounds. Get two stud wide receivers and an elite tight end. And then, you know, in this case, you're probably going to end up taking, you know, three, probably four quarterbacks that you're just kind of hoping to, to, you know, cobble together um, enough production to survive at that position. Again, just try different things. But again, it always comes back to value. We harp on it a lot, but, you know, capturing value, drafting players at a cheaper price and what they actually end up producing is how you're going to win no matter what type of league you're in. And that's where the draft room again comes in. It's factoring in our projections, which as we mentioned are, are you know as accurate as you're going to find, but then it's taking those projections, applying them to your league specific rules and super flex. It's applying, you know, to the fact that you have to start two quarterbacks. It's taking your scoring system into account, taking your team needs into account, factoring in injury risk, bust risk, upside, strength of schedule, all that stuff. It's doing it for you to spit out the DMVP numbers, which is, you know, what you're going to want to use when you're drafting. And if you're trying to get different in a tournament, maybe even consider going to that fifth quarterback Ooh. on your tournament Ooh. roster. You're trying to fill two spots every week. You already do five running backs in most cases. So <laughs> consider it, you know, get to the end of your draft. Marcus Mariota is still there. If Jalen Hurts goes down this year, God forbid. If Jalen Hurts <laughs> goes down, I mean, Marcus Mariota is going to be a difference maker. I like it. 
Dynasty Superflex, that it's it, that's exploding. I mean, we learned this offseason. I learned this offseason. There's surprising numbers of Superflex. It's becoming maybe even the predominant Dynasty format. So you can check out our Dynasty Strategy Guide for more on running your Dynasty team in general, more on how to treat quarterbacks. But obviously, the difference in Superflex here is that quarterback difference. We need, we want to have two of them every week. They're going to be drafted very differently and we're going to have to pay different attention to them year to year. Man, quarterbacks are more valuable in Superflex. Obviously they're more valuable in dynasty because, you know, we, we have these historical aging curve data that, that we've looked at and quarterbacks maintain close to peak production through year nine. That is longer than any other position. So quarterbacks more valuable in Superflex, more valuable in Dynasty. Dynasty Superflex, these guys are like gold. It is hard to acquire starting quarterbacks, so you want to make sure you get your hands on them, draft them early in your startup draft. Look for value veterans as well. Again, quarterbacks tend to produce for nearly 10 years, so acquiring a five- or six-year vet, like that, that's not the way to go at at running back. At quarterback, you acquire someone who's been in the league for five years. You're you're still getting a handful of you know super productive seasons out of them. So don't be afraid to go for those you know quote unquote older guys in in dynasty superflex mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and whether you are playing the superflex format in redraft in Dynasty, in a best ball tournament, really or anywhere else, the Draft War Room will get you started on that championship run. It will show you that upside. It will take every player's value into account. It will know your specific format and where you are at in your particular draft. So start that Draft War Room. Get going on your championship run. Click the link right now to get going.